Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Back at you. Lori and Julia show my talk 1071 everything entertainment where in the month of March we have an amazing listener reward prize. If you missed it, You'll have a chance to win tickets to see a pretty good uh, group of guys called uh, the Eagles. They're yeah, that's here. just an unbelievable. Yeah, so that's that's, that's a big prize, and that is in our listener rewards program, along with movie passes to the new production of Emma and My Talk Gear and more. So just head to the website of mytalk1071.com. Get yourself registered for listener rewards. You can also do it when you download the app. Isn't it only on the app or it's on our website too? Well, you can register on the website. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That's what it says. All righty. News, <clears throat> news to us. All right. So we haven't seen him on a couch in a long time. We're just used to seeing him in paparazzi random photos. Ben Affleck stopped by his pal Jimmy Kimmel Live yesterday, and as he is promoting his new movie called The Way Back, where he's the drunk, sad coach. Yeah. The basketball drama. Yeah. And it's called The Way Back, and it was... Um, he, the director of this movie, did the movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck, yes. which was... An underrated, I, a great movie. I love so many of Ben Affleck's movies that are underrated. The Town. Yes, with Blake Lively. Yeah. She was amazing in that. And he's, so they've wanted to work together for a long time. And he, the director told somebody, he was giving an interview, because as they were going through production for this movie, and the reason Ben wanted to do it, because he said, I know this guy, I am this guy, can play this part, but I'm sober, but I'm in touch with this guy. So they start doing production. This is the director giving an interview. And Gavin, his name is, a Gavin O'Connor, he said, so what happens? As we started prepping the movie, Ben fell off the wagon. Oh. He ended up going to rehab, and I didn't know if the movie was over. The stu- studio certainly thought the movie was over. His ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, called me up. And told me that he went to rehab and he took a basketball with him. And she said, Gavin, he's asking you, please don't pull the plug on the movie. He really wants to do this. So even as an ex, she is Ben no, Affleck's greatest She's, asset. She, and she champion. is and champion. That's and what that's I mean. really cool. Isn't that? For people who are divorced to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's just amazing. You know, so when... He was talking about how grateful he is to her last week, and we were wondering what that was all about. It's in context, too, of this movie. Yes. Because yes. this movie was going to be canned, probably, yeah. or they yeah. just said, oh, there goes our star. Right. 
uh, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, he really gave delightful couch. Of course, he and Jimmy oh. Kimmel know each other. Um, but um, Entertainment Tonight caught him. Maybe it was going to a premiere, and he's getting amazing reviews for his part in this movie, The Way Back, which opens Friday. And it's because it's not like anything else he's done, and it isn't this hero redemption no. story, really. It's like he's acting. Yes. I mean, but it's real life he's drawing from, and they just said that it's one of those things that just... Um, Might be the most personal work and right. best work that he's done, but he's filming a movie in France, and uh, TMZ or somebody got paparazzi photos of him in France, and he's like unrecognizable in a blonde wig. Mm-hmm. So here he is talking about this movie in France. You've been in uh, France with... Uh, I have. I don't want to say... With the one who will not be named. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. Matt and I are, are, are doing a movie in France with Adam Driver and Jody Comer, who are amazing. And They're terrific. With, <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Uh, that uh, Matt and I wrote with Nicole Hall Center. So it's it's exciting. It's a drama. It's tense. It's historical. And, oh, you had to write it with him, too? I did. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's their first it's, movie since Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, Ridley Scott's directing it, and it's called The Last Duel. And it's King Charles... Duel? Duel. The... Um, I know. I, I just know. I'm know just what looking you said. at you. I'm just looking at you because it, it sounded it like It tickled duo. my tongue. Yeah, duo. It tickled my tongue duo. to even say yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about the movie. King Charles VI <laughs> declares that Knight Jean Letra settled his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a, a du- duel. duel. Mm-hmm. And oh. Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Which is um, why Ben Affleck told Jody us Comer. from Killing yeah. Eve. That's why he was able to get Kylo Ren, his co-star yeah, Adam right, Driver, right. to do something really great for his eight-year-old son. So it's a Same. period piece. Yes, and they, he looks so goofy in his Camelot blonde wig. And Jimmy Kimmel's so fast. He's like, um, "Is are you sure this isn't Siegfried and Roy? Roy because yeah. they've got all this jewelry <laughs> on and, and funny context wigs. Yeah. yeah, you know it's when they hysterical. show those photos. And then uh, here's just, uh, I guess. I guess I did forget that these these kids, they've known each other since they were like 10. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. You know, I, how long have you known Matt Damon? Almost 40 years. Almost 40 years. And in all those years, of all the many, many things, yes. stupid things he's had, what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen, he's ever done in your <laughs> presence? You know... I, I, you know, he's 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 a good guy, in my opinion. And um, yeah. but there was a there's a moment that stands out. Oh, good. I was I knew Matt. We I met when I was eight, so we were 39 years. And um, and I met him when I was eight. he was 10. He was a little older. He was a lot bigger than me. He was always quite a bit bigger than me because you know two years is a big deal when you're eight right. and 10. And we knew we lived down the street from each other and we see each other at the park and stuff. But he was kind of one of the older, bigger kids. And uh, but then I got like this job on uh, you know I got a job on TV like a PBS cheesy educational show for kids, uh, which I thought was kind of lame, but it was enough to make Matt, like, boil with envy. Oh, really? <laughs> Just, like, burn with rage. So he was already... I, I just came from the set. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the second oh, yeah. part. Uh, and then the next time, because I think, uh, is Ben Affleck, like, a couple years younger or Old, older? Uh, two, younger. Ben Affleck is two years younger. Yes. Younger, okay, so yes. here's the rest of the Matt Damon. He was an actor boy he at this time. He wanted to be an actor very much. Okay. He took it very seriously. And then when we got to high school, <laughs> we went to a public high school in, in Cambridge, and uh, I went out for the fall play. I went to audition for the play, and I saw Matt there, uh-huh. and uh, he kind of eyed me. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And uh, so were you like a freshman? This I was time? a freshman. Uh -huh. I was probably six inches smaller than him. And he, he, I swear to God, this is a true story. He walked up to me. He said, "Let me give you a little advice." I said, "Okay, great, thanks." But what time? He goes, "This isn't TV, where you get by on your looks and your haircut. <laughs> this is about talent. This is the theater." <laughs> Turned around and walked away. Stone cold. <laughs> Ice. Stone... Like he was the Lawrence Olivier of, <laughs> you know, Cambridge Ridge and Latin Public High School drama program. And just out of curiosity, how much theater did Lawrence Olivier wind up doing over after high school? Uh, well, it's been 30 years. Uh-huh. Uh, one play. One play. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, well, and as a junior, yeah. you are like king of the hill over yeah. a freshman. My God. Let me get this straight. And Your then hair. He did have a cute, he did have a fun, he had a fun story about Tom Brady. Oh, he's starling yeah. about this. Another fellow Bostonian, Mark Wahlberg, was here last mm -hmm. week. And he seems to think that he, when it comes to Tom Brady's favorite like actor pal, that he is number one on the Does list. Does he think that? He did say that. Well, you yeah. know, I've never felt competitive with Mark before. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he is. Uh, well, I don't want to step on any toes. I met Tom, not to brag, uh -huh. uh, <laughs> the year that, uh, you know, he replaced Drew Bledsoe. And I was actually at this random, like, the. this is when I thought things like this were fun. The White House Correspondents Dinner. <laughs> yes, you know? it was a burn. And uh, I went and I went to a party and I saw him. And they had just won the Super Bowl, whatever. And, you know, yeah. and, uh, and I was like, oh, my God, man. You know, like, so great to meet you. Dude, you're like the king of Boston. And he goes, oh, wait, you're the king of Boston. <laughs> Look, he thinks I'm... <laughs> You were smitten with him immediately. I realized then <laughs> that I loved him. <laughs> I mean, that's a oh. bad, and I love his honesty back when I thought that this was fun. Right. Yeah. Well, they used, they to, used be to be hysterical. Yeah. But also maybe, you know, that kind of a thing when you're famous, there isn't a funness to it. And if you've got any kind of issues with drinking or whatever, yeah. I just always think about how much he must have drank when he was with Jennifer Lopez. Not that it has anything to do with Jennifer Lopez, but they were just so not a couple. Suited. They were, they so were weird. just they were just should have had a hot love affair. In that movie, Gigi or Giggly, Giggly? or whatever it is, Geely. Geely is not that bad. Really, it right. is not horrible. Like everyone made it to be right. like this is ruining their career. It, it was, was not like that everyone bad. had secondhand embarrassment for the two of them yeah. because they couldn't see that they just should have been. Hotel lovers, lovers over a period and, of yeah. six months or something like that. It's you know so what I weird. Mean? Uh, they got all, they got all, you know, they got to let the oxytocin go to mm -hmm. their head, mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. Let's get married. Yeah. Let's stay forever. <laughs> oh, people have got to quit doing that. He's got some cool <laughs> movies. He's, re he's, he's producing the remake of Witness for the Prosecution, which is about one of the best movies ever. Yeah, That's no. An excellent movie. It's excellent. Like, Oh, so he's got good stuff going. He's so he's a really good actor. Well, here's here's the in the interview that the Hollywood Reporter, Affleck has looking swollen and greasy. He's never looked bigger or seemed quite so small. This guy is a far cry from the chiseled Bruce Wayne or mm -hmm. brave Tony Mendez from Argo or even the the cheater Affleck was in Gone Girl. Mm -hmm. His com he's compelling right. in this performance. He's playing ugly. Yeah, yeah, he's playing ugly, Donnie. Yeah.
I, Boy, he and Jennifer Lopez both um, doing ugly in kind of the same time period. Because she oh played God. ugly. Oh, you think played, they're getting back together? No, but I'm just saying she played an ugly person. Ramona, oh, in the Hustlers. In Hustlers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's yeah, you her. always have to bring up that movie. It's like <laughs> well, it's almost like bringing up Angelina Jolie back in the day. But you can't. They, you got to admit they were such a fun, odd couple. But remember when we thought they were going to get married, and then they break up four days before the wedding. I mean, in Atlanta, was, but they had the houseboat the Palm interview. Springs. It was Palm Springs, I think, is where it was. In no, Atlanta, it was in Atlanta where they broke up. Oh, um, but they had the houseboat interview, like in Toronto. In, that everyone thought was so weird, and she was making food, and it, it was, was so weird. It, it was wasn't, pain, that was the first time the pink diamond. We came all out. had secondhand embarrassment. We were just <laughs> like, "You guys are just having." But great imagine sex. the coincidence that they're both doing ugly, gritty movies at the same time. And Julia, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You See, know what I'm I put saying? these two things together. It's perfect. <laughs> that was a great impression, by the way. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> Julia, for yeah. impersonating me. Do we want the last one because we're running a little. Play. Let's oh, play it. Okay, we'll play it. Uh, here we go. We'll talk a little bit about the. Yeah, uh, so we start up the movie, and you've, this guy's falling on obviously hard times. He's really struggling. He's drinking a case of beer every day. He works construction. He's got a kind of a dingy house. He's separated from his wife. He's obviously in pain kind of slowly discover what the source of that is, what happened to him and why he kind of ended up that way. But he gets off, offered a chance. He was a high school basketball star and then kind of washed out a little mm-hmm. bit and didn't really, nothing made, you know, made nothing of that. And they offer him to go back and coach his old high school team, which has also fallen on hard times. They're one and nine. You know, yeah, it feels a little bit like it could be the, the cheesy, predictable sports movie trope cliche yeah. thing and this is not it's, it's really not it's about it's about how he kind of re-engages in his life and what he gets from these young guys and it's about uh you know grief and you know and but it's it really is about like it's an inspiring cathartic movie about like you know you're gonna have really painful difficult things happen in life that's just part of life and you know what matters is not that but like how you get past it how you deal with it how you overcome that and the script was really smart it didn't set it up in an easy way it doesn't pull any punches in terms of the kind of really awful things that can happen to you no fault of your own and to family members and stuff um but also it's like uh doesn't pull any punches and kind of be saying like it gets better you- i am sold oh no i'm so i'm sold, sold on my kids that. brought this up to me like weeks before i even knew yeah, about it like yeah. we gotta go see that movie man. yeah so anyway good you do really well ben affleck welcome back to the couch we'll be right back with this is a my talk dirt alert all right, all right, Holly. Sorry okay. we ran late with that last little story, but no. just Ben Affleck. I just sometimes I. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I forget how great he is on the couch. He he's, really can sell the movies. Yes. Well, he's really he's, passionate about he, filmmaking. He, he, he's he so good. Yeah, he's just, an, yeah, I, I get it. No. Yes. All right. Let's talk about something that's going to air this Friday on Apple TV Plus. If you still have a subscription to yes. Apple TV Plus, this may interest you. This is an interview that Oprah is doing about her selection for her book club, American Dirt. Oh, Jeannie mm-hmm. Cummins. She mm-hmm. said she was going to do this when there was all the blowback about this woman's fictional novel. Yes. So there was a lot of blowback. Against the novel American Dirt, which Oprah selected as a selection for her book club. And the book was released earlier this year. A lot of controversy surrounding it. Julia tried to book her for their book club, but she was doing too many national interviews. But they did send us a copy of the book. And we both read the book or you listened to it. I bought it. Yeah, you bought it. For $27. Yeah. And it was so good. <laughs> the actual retail price of American it. Dirt. It's so, so good. good. It's a very compelling novel. So Oprah sat down with Janine Cummins, the author of American Dirt, and three panelists. These were all critics of American Dirt, and they sat down and they talked it all out. Now, this has already happened in Tucson, Arizona. That's where the discussion took place, which is near the setting of the book American yeah. Dirt. Near Nogales, a big mm-hmm. place. Order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Associated Press had an opportunity to watch the taping of the show, and Oprah talked to them after this. Did she apologized to Jeannie. You know, I'm not sure we're going to oh. have to watch the show on Friday, but this is what Oprah had to say about the controversy surrounding the book American Dirt. She said, This has taken up a lot of my energy, a lot of Cummins' energy, and it's taken away my attention from why people want to read books. Oprah also adds that future book club picks, she said, will almost certainly include Latino authors. She said she's only chosen a handful since founding her book club back in 1996. Oprah promised a more thorough approach that anticipated possible backlash to book selection, saying she was not going to, quote, wade in that water again. And the author of American Dirt, she said that the conversation that they all had was very productive. It was a a BS thing. It It was was. like, you're not Hispanic enough to write this story about people who are escaping Central and South America trying to escape to the north of the border. Which was a fiction book. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and she's got a Cuban grandmother, and she's—I mean, it just was BS. It's her story. It's a fictionalized novel, and I never, from the very first page, Holly. I mean, oh. I, I guess Mm-mm. I never had an understanding of. I know that people are fleeing their countries for violent reasons yes. because they're not safe. They're ch- the you drug know, cartels, but I never really like it was. It was wrenching. It was wrenching, yeah. and it is brutal what's happening. And so it's stay or die. Yeah. Die or die trying right. to get here. I mean, you know, it really paints a very vivid, fictional... Uh, it, was, it, was, it was eye-opening. Beyond, and it was, for me, it was just... We went to Acapulco as a big family trip, and that's the original the setting where the story starts and how the drug cartel is just taken over that area. Yeah. And just what's happened. 
Both. It's so powerful. It's so good. Well, definitely, since you both read American yeah. Dirt, if you've read American Dirt or you're curious about the conversation around the book, Oprah said during the taping of the show that it was a seminal moment for her that she hoped would lead to lasting change. So definitely, if you are curious, get an Apple TV Plus yeah. subscription have it for the week. Watch all the episodes of the morning show. show season one. Watch Oprah's book club and yeah. uh, get a lot of good information out of yeah. that. Sounds like it's a, a very worthwhile conversation to watch. Nicki Minaj's husband has been arrested for not registering as a sex offender. Oh, I never wanted her to marry this guy. No. I don't know why she yeah. did. Yeah. So this guy's named Kenneth Petty. He was placed in federal custody for failing to register as a sex offender today. He turned himself in. Oh, my God. And he's a sex offender? Yes. Oh he dear. was convicted for the attempted rape of a 16-year-old <gasps> girl a while ago. So, There's as no a result, way I would marry a guy who had that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. And uh, as a result of that conviction, Petty was ordered to register as a sex offender in California. He was already registered in New York State. He had failed to do so in California. He turned himself in. That's a lot of baggage to make somebody be your husband. You know, just legally is all I'm saying. You know, she could be with anybody and she doesn't, you know what I'm saying? But you know he talked her into getting married. Right. Out of all the people on planet Earth, Earth. Nicki Minaj, one of the biggest celebrity superstars out there. And this is the guy. This is the guy. All right. Let's talk about some drama that's happening with Mishka Barton and this woman named Caroline D'Amore. Okay, that is. She wants to keep her job on the hills. She's working hard to get this story out there today. Was on the hills. This yes, last time. and yeah. maybe she's in contract negotiations. Well, the story was yesterday the Mishka Barton out of the hills new beginning reboot because she was too boring. Now, Us Weekly reporting that her replacement is going to be a woman named Caroline De Amore. She makes pizza and pasta sauces, among other things. Then Mishka Barton shared a photograph of that Us Weekly story saying that Caroline's going to take Mishka Barton's place. She put it on her Instagram account and she said, lol, where do people get their reporting? She said, as if anyone would want to watch Caroline DeAmore try to hawk her boring ass pizza bowls and greasy pizza on TV. She said, tried that. It was like watching paint dry. Get the story straight first. Oh, I'm so glad that maybe she's going to stay on Mm -hmm. with her boring. I mean, she really is because there's if they would focus on like how hard I guess she we did see her go to a couple of auditions. It was kind of I felt for her because she was my favorite on the OC. I have felt for her. She really had a big fall. Yeah. Yeah. Caroline responded back on her Instagram account saying, thanks for the sudden surge in Pizza Girl official sales this morning. Oh, my gosh. She said, selling out, not stooping to your level, Mishka Barton, real women, don't bully other women. Okay, why'd she respond? She posted a picture of herself in some lacy underwear and a pizza box covering her boobs. Oh, my Yep, there we go. Hello, (laughs) 12-year-old, 32-year-old. Yep. That's about it. I hope the traffic is better behaved than the gossip. Yeah, I got one thing to talk about this afternoon. Near Minnetonka, 494 northbound, a crash from 394 to Carlson Parkway. That's it. Your Mind Talk uh, weather is brought to you by Skin Rejuvenation Clinic tonight. Partly cloudy 24, uh, maybe a chance of a little snow shower or two uh, tomorrow. Windy conditions cloudy with a high of 39. Right now at the My Talk studios, it's 39 and mostly cloudy. Whenever you want. With a couple of little vintage scandalous right. stories around the love life of 
one Renee Zellweger, who after a five or six year acting hiatus came back in 2019 with a TV show. I don't know who watched it called What If. I watched a couple. I watched like the first three. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I watched the first three. It was, she was a manipulative lady who gave someone a proposal to do something for money. It was like the proposal. You're already using too many words. Oh, for (laughs) crying out loud. I listened to your dumb story about the Butch family for 10 minutes earlier today. I know. But she came back in 2020 really with Judy. It was all about Judy. Okay, but she had been missing. So... It, she really had been missing for like five years. And one of the ironic things of uh, Renee Zellweger's love life is um, the fact that she dated Jim Carrey. And mm-hmm. there are several things that happen in their relationship that are kind of notable, that are kind of funny. Okay. In, an, in, in a way. So they met on a Fairly Brothers movie set called Me, Myself, and Irene. I hated that movie. 1999. I saw it. She was a nurse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Renee insists that they had met earlier. They met before the movie. I'd known about him, said hello and things for a long time, met him at a dinner party, so I had known him for a while. But it wasn't until they wrapped the movie that anything happened between the two. And according to Bobby Fairley, Jim Carrey flipped for Renee immediately, but dating guys from work was not her style. Okay. And Zellweger told... Otherwise, she would have dated Hugh Grant. Exactly. Zellweger told CNN, I liked Jim a lot, but you're not going to the set for the love connection. And Peter Farrelly corroborated his brother and said, Jim Carrey was sick over her. He was so crazy. (laughs) I got to the point where I tried to make him feel better by telling him... Renee is not that great. Oh, that's hysterical. <laughs> so eventually, and in true rom-com fashion, it was when the picture wrapped, the movie was done, Renee told, again, CNN, we spoke on the phones a couple times, and then all the rumors came out that I was dating him, and I was so mad. And I kept saying, but it's not true. And then I went home, and I'm like, oh, dear God, I miss him. Oh, because I bet he'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So after the filming and the production and the PR spin is all over. Then they the romance starts and they were so sweet. Okay. So they because now the year is, you know, 1999. They whenever they were presented with an opportunity to discuss to discuss the relationship, it wasn't no comment. Now, of course, this is before the internet. Yeah. They gushed about each other. Uh, Renee sweet. told Entertainment Weekly their courtship was a wonderful, unexpected thing. Jim Carrey called his girlfriend absolutely a gem of a human being. Mm. Carrey also uh, told Entertainment Weekly that uh, about Renee Zellweger. She thinks having a good time is renting a U-Haul and taking furniture to Texas. She's <laughs> real in that way, and I absolutely love that. And you can file this under things you don't see anymore. But when they went to the Golden Globes together in 2000, he was nominated for his performance, Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman biopic. He won an award that night. They walked the red carpet hand in hand together under under their own umbrella. I'm watching this. They're darling. No one was holding it because now, of course, gasp. There's an assistant yeah, of course. that's holding the yep. umbrella. And uh, 
or or a bodyguard or you know something and they're just walking away and just one year after taking their romance public uh they called things off by december of 2000 the bubble burst Mm -hmm. and according to the director ron howard the media attention heightened the pressure and he was directing jim carrey and the grinch i didn't know ron howard directed that i love that one and Zell Reger's rep just said they broke up because they wanted quote unquote different things, which of course is the one most wonderful vague yes, cliche yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Uh, but but that might have been referencing the fact that Jim Carrey also had a thirteen year old daughter. Yes, Jane. Oh, at the time, okay. and the rumors of broken engagement were splashed across the tabloids. But Zellweger said it was all made up. She told Cosmo. She said the rumors began after she and Carrie had been dating for just three months, and she said, "As if I would consider marriage after only three months." And then, of course, five years later, she marries Kenny Chesney yeah. after four months. Right, and. <laughs> They get divorced 48 hours later. Just four. Well, they were married like for four months. At the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll get to that. So anyway, just kind of ironic that she says that in 2000. And in that same interview. They're so young in this, Lori, though. It's 2000. It's 20 years ago. In that same interview, she revealed that she and Jim Carrey, even though they had spent a year together, she was in England for half of it filming. Bridget John's Diary, which I just watched two Again. days ago. It still makes me laugh. It still works. It still works. Everything so, about that movie. I mean, that's hard. You're both filming different movies. Yeah. Well, I think that's what happens to a lot of the... That doesn't help the romance no, from the long the distance. campers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, you know, she did then five years later surprise everybody with this marriage to... Kenny Chesney, and they got married five months after they first met. And just so you know where they met. Fraud. No, that, yeah. The but, for, yep. This is the part we forget about this story. Renee Zellweger meets Kenny Chesney at NBC's Concert of Hope Tsunami Aid Telethon. Oh, remember In that. 2005. Yeah. Remember the one that yes. happened yeah. in South yeah. Thailand? Yeah. Thailand and Zellweger... Even though it's a sad thing, but she told her manager, I hope I meet Kenny Chesney. And she want, she said, I want to biz- pass him a note. Huh. And But before she could, her publicist and his publicist started talking. And when the broadcast wrapped, Kenny Chesney went up to Renelle Zellweger and said, I hear you're trying to pass me a note. Don't let the principal find out. <laughs> and Renee Zellweger told People Magazine that. Oh. Is that kind of sexy and sweet? And they oh. did. They kept, they started dating from that night. Okay, oh, in January. Really? And then in late April, we knew about it when... And this is 2005. Renee came out on stage. He was on in concert and like shyly, oh, shucks. And, you know, he's like blowing kisses at her. And over a, then one week later, they surprised everybody and got married in Bahamas at the Virgin Islands on oh, his island, oh, St. Croix or yes. whatever island. And barefoot barefoot and he's kissing her hand and we swooned and we just we we couldn't believe it and it was kind of a love story and all the magazines painted it at the time because kenny chesney in 2002 he was featured in um 
like sexiest man alive, just mm-hmm. like one of the guys. People magazine. And mm-hmm. he had to just choose who are your three sexiest women. And he said, Renee Zellweger, Charlize Theron, and Janet Jackson. And he said, Renee, here's a country girl who's down to earth. You never see him coming, then wham. And that makes her really, really sexy. So he said this before he even wow. met her. And wow. uh, he also was so stirred by how Renee Zellweger delivered you had me at hello oh, and Jerry Maguire that he wrote the song you had me from hello mm-hmm. stop when, this is good country vintage when Renee Zellweger said that line I thought that could be a great song and that was in people I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Magazine in 2000, he told that. And for a brief time, they were blushing newlyweds. They look so happy. I'm watching a video of their love she life. She was in The Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. Yes. She went on The Good Tonight movie. Show with Jay Leno just mm-hmm. two weeks after the wedding and gushed about her cute beau and meeting his great family and his uncle Butch. And um, four months after the picturesque wedding, she filed to annul her marriage citing fraud and yeah. once that cryptic reason people were like it was so intense um that it was code for kenny chesney being gay she had to release a statement that that was a legal clarification yes for Cal- the state of california for the reasons you could get there. yeah it's just it's a simple legal language and not a reflection of his character no you need he's been with the same woman mary nolan yeah. since 2012 and and he it got to bother him in 2009, four years after he and Renee Zellweger split up. Kenny Chesney told Playboy magazine, this is the most unbelievable thing in the world to me. What guy who loves girls wouldn't be angry about that? I didn't sign up for that. I think people need to live their lives the way they want to, but I'm pretty confident in the fact that I love women. I've got a long line who could testify about that. God, he's so hot. I'm and, looking at these pictures of him. And Chesney. Wow. In 2010, he was on Oprah and she pressed him. And she said, you have to set, you have to tell us why you and Renee broke up. Didn't work out. And what did he say? He said, I panicked. Okay. I panicked. Renee was so sweet, but it's the first time I've ever talked about it. But I lived my life in a box, and I put all my emotions, and he wasn't ready to be married, is what he was saying, basically. Oh, my gosh. Because the pictures of them are so romantic. So Renee Zellweger, when she has her memoir, she's had a lot of lovers. She's going to have some really great And then she went for the musician that I swear was a high school... um, Buddy of hers that she was dating for a long time in Austin, Texas. He is um, fraud. No, no. I think he embezzled from her or something. Yeah, they did. They dated yeah. for a long. They did time. His name, I'll just tell you real quick, Julia. Since you asked, yeah. Doyle Bramham yeah. Paul the Third, and he was married to Susanna Malvoin. Oh, I thought it was Susanna oh. Vega. 
Malvoin. Malvoin. Who's Malvoin? From the, the Bengals? Not no, from the no, Bengals, no, but the, from you no, know, from Prince. The Prince, yeah. From Prince. That's Susanna. Susanna. And Wendy. That's it. Yes. And and yes, they were married for a long time because she kind of spoke about that. And then, but I do think he and Renee knew each other in college. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just kind of yeah. put all those oh. pieces together just to go back. Julia, all this gossip is that when we were on the air, that's how old our show is. Make <laughs> say it like that. I like it Gee. that you say our show as opposed to us. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> we're a vintage show. This is almost a vintage legacy. scandal happening every day. It's almost legacy. How many years do we have to do that? 25 or 20? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. whatever we decide. All right, and we're we'll legacy. just call it that way. I feel like vintage. Yeah, we're vintage at this point. We're, we're not retro. quite legacy. We're yeah. so over retro. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Mazel, Renee, Kenny. I hope she's happy. I mean, because really. No, I think she is. I think she's very, very very happy. happy. I don't know who she's with or anything. She she might just be self-partnered, Julia, and loving every moment of it. And there's nothing wrong with it. All right, we'll be right back. Part of the My Talk experience. For more fun. Everybody talking about. Everybody talking on Twitter. They hate that they gave the story option. It was the Twitter thing that didn't need to happen to Twitter. That's why we like Twitter, because we don't have to be dealing with any stupid stories. Well, you don't have to do any work. You just retweet, or it's easier. Yes, we don't make it harder. We don't want to make it harder. Anyway, but the Dixie Chicks are trending. Oh, number, Because of the song Gaslight, which is uh, the first release coming off their album, which will be out May 1st. And it it is a burn song, Natalie Maines. Has co-written with her two other Dixie Chicks, uh, Emily, um, whose names we we know Emily, are there. We know they have them. Yeah, anyway, Emily and the other one, Emily Strayer now Robinson maybe, but anyway, and also Joe Antonoff. So that was released today, and that's people are just loving this song. Johnny, play a little gaslight. Gaslighter, denier, doing anything to get your ass farther. Gaslighter, big timer. Repeating all of the mistakes of your father We moved to California and we followed your dreams I believed in the promises you made to me For that night, till death do us part you But you lied, I love this. I lied, lied. Yeah. Hollywood welcomed you with open doors No matter what they gave you, you still it's want to know still want more, so I it is about Adrian Pazdar, her husband of 17 years, but I didn't know, I had forgotten how these two met. Just to keep on the vintage meeting. Keep it, tell okay. us. I can't remember how they met either. So, well, I, because uh, this was luckily before we were on the radio, Julia. So, uh, this is even, this is really before our time. Oh, dear. All right. In May of 1999, Emily Strayer was getting married to like a guitar guy. His name was something Robeson. That's how her name became Robeson. Okay. And Emily is the girl who plays banjo. Yep. And guitar for the Dixie Chicks. She was getting married. And Natalie Maines was a bridesmaid. And the actor Adrian Pazdar was a groomsman. Ah, wow. that's a friend the of the groom. I see. And that happens. Yeah. So because he was an actor, he was a voice artist, he knew what life in the limelight was. He wasn't all gooshy, like gooshy. I mean, Dixie they were like on equal levels. Yeah. They yeah. hit it off from the start and they kind of, the romance started at that wedding. A year later, they got married in Las Vegas at a little white wedding chapel. 
Where did Elvis marry them? No, no. <laughs> and they moved to California and they had two children and then they were seemed to be happy for years. And then when they uh weren't happy. Well, when they broke up like three years ago, she cited irreconcilable differences. And it just was a shock to the country community because a year before their divorce, um, they, according to a country music news site, they were considered one of country's greatest love stories. Oh, they're so she alludes to that in the music. Yes, she everyone does. Everyone got a, a we thought you were so giddy that everyone got divorced around us. But yet you were lying to me at the whole time. Like we were better than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he wanted, I mean, he was asking $60,000 a month from her when they broke up because she's got all the money. She's worth about $50 million. She paid the mortgage. She paid the majority of the family's expenses and stuff. And, and, and it was when he signed the prenup agreement and said he should get any future songs that she was just like lost it. Come on. So that's why the song is such a burn, because it cost her a lot of time and money, and she probably had to write him a check to make him go away. A big one. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So she's getting... God, how great to get even with a great song. You know? They've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. their songs, yeah. Well, they're they're great song. I'm 14 years it's been since they've done a song, Lori. Yeah, they just did the they did the collaboration with Taylor Swift. But yeah, this is their first album. I'm excited for them to be back. So how old are their kids now? Oh, Donald! You can Google it. Go ahead and wonder. (laughs) I mean, they were. We did not have the details too. Yeah, so I'm sure that they are teenagers, but uh, you know. Now, Johnny Cash's family is having to sue some brewing company who, uh, you know, is calling themselves, uh, you know, they're they're doing all this stuff. They're marketing all this stuff with Johnny Cash's likeness. Who are these hillbillies who don't know what they're doing? <laughs> okay, I want it. I It's our Johnny Cash beer and the man in black and the can in black. I mean, that is just piss poor. That's somebody with just... Smoking a joint and coming up with a business plan. Well, here's someone else who was um, short-sighted, Hachette Publishing. Um, They are the people responsible for publishing Catch and Kill with Ronan Farrell. And um, we found out yesterday, or maybe even Monday, that um, his dad, Woody Allen, his autobiography that everybody passed on, everybody, and it's called Apropos of Nothing, um, Hachette goes behind his back and publish, published. They're going to do it. And so Ronan Farrell cut ties book. with the publisher. Any of us? But they're so no. short-sighted because Ronan Farrell has so many more books than him. Now he's cut ties with them and he, he and his sister, Dylan, and they didn't do any fact-checking. It's pretty bad. All so, I know. Where are we going to go shopping tonight to get this outfit that done? This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.